0: John 423 24 But the time is coming, indeed it is here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him in that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. There is a desire for more, and a longing to be filled. It cannot be filled by anything or anyone. We must ask ourselves, are we all in? Does God have our all? Join us as we unpack what it means to be all in.
1: Welcome to Resplendency's Women's Conference, All In. We want to remind you, please make sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to share this video across all of your social media platforms and with friends and family. If you do post about our conference today, we encourage you, please tag us at Resplendency Inc and use the hashtag #AllIn. Also, every year we encourage our participants and those joining us to write in our book of remembrance what the conference meant to you. This year, we encourage you to send us an email to contact at resplendency.com. Again, that's contact at resplendency.com to write your thoughts on what All In meant to you. Without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Natalie.
2: Welcome, welcome everyone. Praise the Lord. It is Resplendency's 2022 Women's Conference. Are you All In? with me tonight there's so much that I know God wants to do and I want you all you know gather around I know I know some of you are having uh, watch parties you gather together with several different people Um, there's different time zones it's watching this I welcome every single one of you and we are so honored and so blessed and excited to have every single one of you here with us tonight um i just want to say you know um make sure if you have you know you want to have a cup of coffee here tonight with us make sure you also have your bibles make sure you have uh you know if you want to take notes and maybe a notepad that you use uh, when god's ministering to you make sure you have that or you're going to write it in your tablet or on your phone i really believe god wants to say a few things to each and every single one of us i'm telling you it's not just for you. All in, God is challenging me as well, and I wanna, um, I wanna. Before I pray here, I wanna say, you know, you might have, you might have seen, in um, some of the, some of the places on social media, even on our Eventbrite page, what the theme was, and you know, God is looking for all of us who say we love Him and believe in Him. To worship him with all our hearts. Not just because it feels good in the moment. A genuine, sincere affection demonstrated in a pure life of a worshiper. And God calls every believer to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's what John 4, 23 and 24 talks about. And so I want to read something to you here. It says in Psalms 145, verse 18, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call out to him in truth. And that's what Father's looking for tonight. That's what, that's what God is after tonight, that we would call out to him. Abba Father, in truth, with all our hearts, because we all need more of Him, and we want to receive from Him tonight. Amen? I want to make sure you guys comment, communicate with me throughout this conference. Talk to me. Let me know where you're watching from. Let me know, um, you know, say amen, how Father is speaking to you. Make sure in our comments area, you are commenting and letting us know that in Proverbs 13 uh, 15 verse 13 Proverbs 15 verse 13 it says a heart full of joy and goodness makes a cheerful face but when a heart is full of sadness the spirit is crushed and I wanted to add that scripture verse here in the very beginning here because I believe there are many who have been walking through very hard times and they have felt like they have been crushed in spirit. They have felt downcast. They almost felt hopeless. And I want you to know that tonight God says, Let me cheer you up. God wants to cheer us up tonight as we engage our hearts and we. Give him our all. Let's tell him that we are all in. All in. And God is saying, can I shape you and conform some things inside? Can I do the work inside of you? Can I do what I want to do in you tonight? And so, you know, I want you to know it's going to be important that throughout this time that we're together, we keep saying yes to God, okay? Can you say yes to God, amen? I love that emoji. It's with the one hand up. That's saying yes to God, amen? So John 16, says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Father, give us peace. Give us your peace. All that you're going to hear tonight, I'm praying that each of you, tuning in, wherever you're watching from, that you are enveloped with Father's peace. It says, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But the scripture verse goes on to say in John 16, take heart, but take heart. So as we're all in, God, as we're all in, we're going to take heart tonight, God. We're going to take heart because your promise is that you overcame the world, the entire world. Wherever you're living right now, God wants you to be reminded that Jesus overcame the world for you and I, amen? So be encouraged today. And so, you know, we're gonna get ready to worship here with Monique Sade, and I wanna make sure that you all worship with us together. Don't just, um, you know, get distracted by something else. This, every single thing we're doing tonight is together. So make sure you're worshiping together with us, okay? And God is after us to be, you know, all in. He wants us to be confident, vulnerable, and know that we can trust him. So as we worship tonight and as we worship together right now, whatever time zone you're in, I know I keep saying tonight, some of you, it might be the morning, you know, wherever it is, just know that God is saying, will you lay it all down? Will you become vulnerable so that I can have my way in your life? That's what what God is saying, okay? So let's pray right before we join in and worship father god i thank you lord we thank you lord for all that you're going to do here tonight lord we pray god that you would have your way and that father god you would go to the north the south the east and the west god that father god you would do that which you sent out to do with this conference oh god that you would be highly lifted up and exalted oh god and that many lives oh god will be encouraged oh god and that they will draw near to you jesus christ the son of the living god father god as we're worshiping you now i pray father god that god you would you would minister to our hearts in worship right now lord and god i thank you father i thank you father for all that you're doing right now in the mighty name of jesus amen
3: Amen. Let's worship together. So we are going to praise the Lord together and surrender our hearts and just tell the Lord that we're all in. Can you say all in?
4: We're all in for you, God. Yeah. We're all in, all in, all in Jesus we surrender all to you Mm -hmm. come on and tell the lord that you're all in for him singing all to jesus i surrender all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily. Lives. I surrender all. I surrender all. all to thee, my blessed savior. I surrender all. Sing all to Jesus, all to Jesus. I surrender. Humbly at his feet I bow. These worldly pleasures, all forsaken. Take me, Jesus, take me now. Oh, I surrender. I surrender oh all, 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 to Jesus my blessed savior I surrender oh come on and sing it I surrender all, to you I surrender oh I gladly give you all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Is this your prayer to surrender all to Him now? Please surrender, come on and surrender to Him. Yeah. I surrender all, oh, 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 to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Oh. What a friend we have. In Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. Oh, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. What a friend we have in. all our sins and griefs to bear oh what a privilege to carry carry everything to god in prayer will you carry everything to god in prayer right where you are carry everything to god in prayer say god i'm all in say god i am all in i'm all in i surrender now because i'm all in that i give myself because i'm all Right
5: now we are all in, we are all in,
4: yeah. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Sing all to Jesus, all to Jesus. I surrender humbly at his feet I bow. These worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus, take me now, oh, I surrender all, I surrender all, oh, to Jesus, my blessed Savior, I surrender, oh, come on and sing it. I surrender, oh, to You I surrender, oh, I gladly give You all to Thee, my blessed Saviour. I surrender, oh. is this your prayer to surrender all to him now we surrender come on and surrender to him yeah
6: Hello, everyone. I hope you are having an incredible time at this year's conference. You know, when I heard the theme of the conference, I was so excited because it is a personal call to action for me to be all in. Um, Why is that? Because we are living in an incredible time in history where everything around us is calling us to take a stand. In the church, outside of the church, culture is calling us and asking us, what do you believe about sexuality? What do you believe about the faith you proclaim? What is it that you believe about civil rights? What do you believe about moral issues? Everywhere we go, it's safe to say that there are no more gray areas. We have to commit to what we believe in. And interestingly enough, that's what All In means to me. It means two things. mince means this idea of being sold out to something. And being sold out says that I am willing to give my first, my last and everything in between to this thing because I so strongly believe that whatever it is, this is the right thing, right? The second thing that it means to me is to leave everything on the table. You know, by the grace of God, this year I get to celebrate 11 years of full-time entrepreneurship. Emphasis on the grace of God because I did not think I was gonna make it. Um, over the last couple of years, during COVID, I've had a lot of time to reflect, and I've thought a lot about these first seven years, ironically, of business. And in those first seven years, I lost my home, my car got repossessed, my wedding got called off, and my grandmother passed away. It's a lot. That happened in, in a relatively short amount of time for me. Um... And it happened after I decided to answer God's call to go into work and use work as full-time ministry, essentially. And there were many, many days where I questioned my sanity and I questioned whether I had even heard from God in the first place. And then I thought about this idea of leaving everything out on the table, because one of the things that I said to God in prayer one day was that, God, if this thing does not succeed, it will not be because I didn't give it my best effort. So when I think about the words all in, I think about leaving everything on the table that come what may, right, come the tragedy, come the difficulties, come the challenges, come the opposition, come the exhaustion, come what may, to the best of my ability, I'm giving everything that I have and I'm leaving it all on the table. You know what's interesting about that commitment is that God honors obedience. So when you do your part, right, when we decide to be all in, God sees our effort. He honors our obedience. He honors our diligence. He honors his word. You know, the Bible talks about how God honors his word even more than his name, even higher than his name. So what does all in mean for me? It means that I will be unapologetic about my convictions. Where do my convictions come from? The word of God. Right. And if I have my life in right alignment and I have my my life in alignment and in step with what the word of God is telling me to do and what the Lord is is leading me to do, that that means that I don't have to worry about anything else. I put forth my best effort and trust that he will take care of his word according to his word uh, that even tells me to seek first his kingdom um, and his righteousness. Um so I am excited for you all. I'm excited that you all get to just immerse yourself in just scripture and fellowship and encouragement. And I hope that this is an incredible, life-changing moment for you. Be all in, right? The world is telling us that there is no more time um, for us to be in great areas. And we need to be bolder than we have ever been about what concerns us, what concerns our purpose, and what concerns the direction that God is leading us in. Hope you all have a wonderful time and enjoy the rest of the conference.
5: Hello, everybody. My name is Damaris Elaine and I'm here in Los Angeles, California. I am so excited and honored and blessed to be part of resplendency women's conference all in 2022 and well when i was asked by pastor chris and natalie what does it mean to me as a follower of jesus christ to be all in a lot of verses came to my mind but also experiences that god has allowed me to go through um uh, just in my personal walk with the lord and one of the verses i want to share with you is romans 8:28. do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And as Christians, we know that we're not to conform to the patterns of this world, we're not to compromise with what, what the world says, but to be obedient to what God's word says. And so that's what it means to be all in. Not only that, that god has called us to be ambassadors of his kingdom you know when god gives you an opportunity to share the gospel with someone don't hesitate go for it you know in the word of god tells us do not be ashamed you know we're not to be ashamed of the gospel not to be ashamed of who jesus is in our lives and so whenever i find an opportunity to share the love of jesus to encourage someone to pray for someone I always take that opportunity because I know that God wants to touch that person and wants to bring transformation. So that's one thing for me. One of the things of being all in is going all the way with Jesus and just being obedient to the Holy Spirit. I know Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything will be added on. And we know that when we seek God, we seek His kingdom and we do His will, not our will. And so that's one of the things that I always remember, God, allow me to be all in for you. Not halfway, but all the way. Not just in prayer and fasting, but also sharing the love of Jesus everywhere we go. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and I just want to encourage you, be all in. Stand out and shine for Jesus, always. God bless everyone.
2: Praise God so much already in worship we just experienced. Thank you, Father God for this incredible time already in worship and praise. And you guys also just, um, you know, just heard a little bit about um, some thoughts on um, someone's heart about All In. So let's keep talking here because All In is what God is after, right? And so the conference is, this conference, you know, God is saying, where are each of us tonight? Have we been honest before God about where we are in our hearts? Are we, are we truly walking with Jesus? Are we truly all in? God brings things out into the light for our good. It's never to condemn us. It's never to harm us. It's never to belittle us. God exposes things in our hearts because he's after those parts to bring healing, to bring renewal, to bring recovery, to bring wholeness. So there are some of us that maybe you have allowed certain situations and circumstances to kind of like, cause your heart to not truly be all in with God. Maybe there has been times that you've been around others and they have only torn down others or torn down, um, you know, people and places and things. And God is saying, I want to heal you. I want to heal you. Don't be about someone else's business, let's make a decision to be all about our Father's business. And so let's be those that, all in, that we walk in genuine love for one another. For just as Christ loved us, He first loved us, let's genuinely walk in love and affection. So love covers, love protects, love forgives, love rebukes, it's cherished. Um, Love will never kick someone when they're down. Love will build up and not tear down. So just as God gives us unmerited Grace. constantly we're receiving the grace of God on a daily basis throughout the day throughout the day we also are receiving his mercy and I want to ask you as God is after our all in with our hearts have you been fully committed and faithful I know that God has convicted me. I know that there's things that he's dealing with my heart. And there's things that I've had to repent that maybe I didn't give my all, I didn't give my best. And so I've I've had to repent. And so what is he after in your heart? What is he after inside of you that perhaps You've had a lack of commitment, or maybe you've fallen away from that commitment. Maybe you've not been genuinely faithful to to keeping your word. So, God wants us to be brave, bold, confident in our faith, in our trust, and in the way we believe God. He is all the time faithful. And I want you to say that with me. He is all the time faithful. He's all the time all in with us, even when we're not all in with Him. Wow. Hear that? He is all in, all the time faithful to us, even when we don't deserve it. Even when we don't deserve it. And so... How about we take a moment to examine, have I been faithful, God? Have I been a good steward? Have I been good with what you've entrusted to me? Have I walked in a sincere passion for others? Have I made my life only about me? Have I become too selfish because I had to protect myself? I felt from hurt, pain, discouragement. Is it time for me to lay all that down and allow you to heal me in these areas so that Father God, nothing stops me from being all in. Another important thing is, you know, there's so much happening in the earth. God wants us to be a people that we pray for those that are in leadership. All in is being also faithful in prayer for others, including those in leadership. Whatever that leadership position that they're in. Maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a... um, you know someone who's in in government maybe it's you know a parent whoever that is pray for them pray for them because God can do in their lives and in their hearts what we can't so the bible says in 1 kings chapter 3 verse 9 1 kings chapter 3 verse 9 it says Give me uh, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours and that was again that was in first Kings 3 9 we can pray that God would grab a hold of of the hearts of those in leadership, those that are running governmental things, those in in whatever system it is in, even pastors, leaders, wherever they are, you can pray for God to guide them between right and wrong, between right and wrong. Some of us think, what can I do right now in this earth? with what's happening in this earth, I can pray. That is a powerful and effective thing to do, the Bible talks about. The prayers of the righteous are effective. And so God wants us to constantly pray, but I also want to encourage you with this. The Bible says to stand, stand, Can you say that with me? Stand. Remember, throughout the conference, you guys, I want to hear from you. So make sure you're saying comments in that comment um, area. So stand. Stand. If you're sitting right now, can you stand up? That's symbolic right now. Can you just stand up? And God is saying right now to you, as you stand up, take heart take heart take heart whatever wherever you are right now god is saying take heart have the tenacity to stand 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 in jesus name can you tell god i'm gonna stand i'm gonna stand ephesians 6 verses 13 and 14 ephesians 6 ephesians 6 Verses 13 and 14. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. Why? Why? So you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And we are living in times of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. I didn't tell any of you to sit down yet. Make sure you're standing up because I'm, I'm speaking and declaring this over you in the name of Jesus Christ. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Verse 14, this part right here. Stand your ground. Take heart. Tell God, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand my ground because God is my keeper. I'm not standing on sinking sand. I am standing and holding to the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And if I've been tempted to quit, I'm gonna remember right now why I started, what I'm doing. Can you can you receive that? I'm gonna remember right now why I started. I am not gonna quit in the name of Jesus. Can you say that? I will not quit in the name of Jesus Christ. Too many of us want a quick fix. We don't realize how temporal things are. And God wants us to learn how to fight for things and to persevere in faith, to be in it for the long haul. I will stand. Can you tell God that again? I will stand. I am not going to let these things move me to, to make me sit down, to make me stop, to make me go backwards. I am going to stand and I will stand firm in what he has told me. And I'm not going to go forward until he tells me to go forward. I'm going to stand. So I hope you guys are still standing up. Some of us think that it doesn't matter the people that we've been associating with. It doesn't matter the things that we've been connected to. But God wants us to be reminded tonight that some of those things have interrupted you with being all in. They have. It does matter who you are associating with. It does matter who you are allowing to influence you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 33, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Maybe some of you have said, well, maybe I've been too much in my faith. Maybe, maybe I need to lower the standard. And God is reminding you tonight, be careful, be careful because that could be a way of you drifting away and not remaining all in. All in reflects acceptance and a willingness to change. So God wants us to be humble in heart. God wants us to take his strength tonight and receive his grace tonight. He wants us to accept the change and the work that he's doing in us tonight. Will you say yes to God? I want to be all in. I want to be all in. Well, We're going to get ready to have a conversation here with Katie. I want you to, you know, be prepared for that. Katie Parker, I had a great conversation with her, and we're going to get ready to go there. But right before we go there, I want to pray because there's a lot already that God is saying here to each of us. Amen? So before you sit down and get ready to hear the conversation with Katie, can you just Close your eyes. Take this moment with me and let's just pray. Father, whatever things that I need to throw aside, lay aside the company, the wrong attitudes, the things I need to get right, God, anything that I've allowed to interrupt my walk with you, I humble myself. And I ask you to change me, work in me, forgive me. Please, God, here I am. Take all of me. I thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I am here with Katie Parker. And, um, you know, I'm so excited to have Katie with me. Uh, what an honor. We we both met in the writing community. We both uh, write. And, um, you know, we we found each other by um, the blogs that we share on uh, different platforms and social media. And, you know, uh, Katie's story really stood out to me. And as I've been praying about this conference and knowing that you know, God gave me this theme this year about being all in. And what does that mean? In saying that we love him, we follow him and that, you know, our hearts are all in Lord, no matter what is going on, we're going to stay following you. And, and so I, I'm very excited here to have uh, Katie with us today. And, um, Before we even go um, into our interview, I just want to take a moment with Katie here and with the audience. Let's just pray together, Katie. We want God to have his way, you know, in our conversation right now. So, and for every person that's going to tune in, we want them to be encouraged. So let's just pray right now. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this um, time, Lord, and God, for the opportunity, God, to use our voices, oh God, to to encourage others oh god and bring you glory lord so god right now lord we pray oh god for our time together we pray god that that as katie will share her story and 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 from her heart lord how you've been so close to her god how you've been right there beside her lord through all that she's been through, Lord. And, and God, I just want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity again. And, and I thank you how you're going to use it, God, for so many in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So, Katie, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Tell them where you're from, because you know, you're outside of the United States. So that's first and foremost, we're in different, different time zones right now. And um, I want everyone to hear, you know, hear where you are and a little bit about who you are.
7: Yeah. Thank you so much. So my name is Cathy, Uh, but my mom sometimes used to call me Smiley. And that's my nickname, is Smiley. And firstly, actually, I would like to thank you, Pastor Natalie the opportunity to help me and for the opportunity to share my actually share my story and my experience my knowledge with the guests um, yeah with the, uh, your followers and to be the guests here today at this amazing conference thank you so much thank you uh, so yeah I am a well-being writer and blogger as you said and I'm a mental health advocate as well and mentor and overcome with a smile. I usually smile, as you can see, through my pain, yeah, I still smile. And I'm a child of God, that is the most important, child of God, through, who no true, words, as spoken and written, is trying to encourage others to walk in victory. Uh, so yeah, my blog is called Journey of Smiling. And as the name says, it is my journey a journey of hope and healing, uh, yeah. And I'm also a creator of PDSD my story project, had uh, another project uh, that is actually a safe space for the trauma um, survivors, uh, to, for them to share their stories, their experience with BDSD. And um, it's a space where they can actually, through their story support to others as well. And, uh, by the, the stigma
2: mental health. Yes. Well, what a what a blessing because on that platform is you know I've read others' stories as you're sharing. You know, you've had others share um, what they've been through and you know how they've learned to walk through um, you know their trauma. So. You know, it is, um, like you're saying, a journey when we've been through storms, the storms of life, and to be able to still smile, Katie, is, um, you know, that's a biggie, and I know that um, your smile is genuine. Um, it's not a front, you know. Um, even with pain, your the evidence of a smile is shown in, in just, you know, um, who you are so that's a blessing and that's that's the evidence of being all in it's it's that you know god you you have me even in my lowest of moments and my suffering and pain um to know that you know you're all the way in uk right you're in you're in uh
7: yeah
2: it's amazing and um you know we we have that ability, and I, I thank God through how God uses the internet uh, to connect people. So what a blessing this is. Um, Katie, I know uh, part of your story is that, you know, and something we really, I really want us to talk about today is, is um, unfortunately the car accident that you, that you went through Um and I want you to share as much as you're comfortable with a little bit about that and how through that part of your journey, um, you really have felt, you know, God's faithfulness surrounding you and that ability to keep going on, even in these very difficult times of healing since that
7: time. Yeah. So yeah, my accident, yes, yeah, so I'm an overcome car with a smile for a reason is, you know, God left me here on this world for a reason. I always say it. About six or seven weeks before, about seven weeks before, uh, the end of 2020, and what a year was it for everybody, really. Mm. Even my accident. So, yeah, seven weeks before the end of 2020, I had a terrible accident. I was walking home uh, from work, and my work is only about five, 10 minutes uh, from my um I was walking as a car did hit me as I was crossing the road. So mm. was a fan that hit me. And mm. I, I ended up in hospital with a fractured back. Um when I came to hospital, doctors said to me that I was very, very lucky. Uh to actually it could end up yeah very differently. But I was very lucky and they called it miracle. And I said to them, you know what, there is that's actually my man's protective hand holding over me from that up. Is you know, I have an angel in heaven who is holding a protective hand over me. Nice. And that's why I'm still here as so well. I said, and I'm so grateful to God for this, yes. you know. I mean, yeah, as I was, you know, as I was lying there on the ground and... And I was able to open my eyes. I was just so grateful for this. Because, you know, I, I couldn't get up. But I physically couldn't get up. I had ambulances coming, two ambulances and everything. They took me to hospital. And, yeah, I gave some morphine and all this things. So, yeah, I was in all these drugs. And then, I know in the morning when I woke up the next day, didn't get much sleep. In the hospitals, you don't really get much sleep. So, yeah. And the next day, I, I was thinking, okay, God, just, you can me on this ward, so please help me now. Help me to, to heal. Yes. And I was just saying, Tim, I'm just going to try, if I can lift my, my legs, you know? I just want to see if I can move my legs. And I moved only a little bit about a centimeter to so but I was so grateful, and I was in tears. I was I was in tears because of the pain, but as well, I was in tears of the gratitude. I was so grateful to God. I was like, mm-hmm. thank you so much. I'll be, I'll be able to walk. I know it will be painful, but with you, I can survive any pain, but I know I'll be walking, and I was just so grateful, so really, and then, Two months after actually, I was diagnosed with PTSD because whilst I was still in hospital a week after my accident, I started to get flashbacks. I was able to walk in on the patches a week later and as I was coming towards a window, I know I could see ambulance cars and the traffic and everything. And I just got a flashback. So yeah, two months later I was diagnosed with the PDC, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, you know, it, since then, it was a journey. Not easy, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, There were many why's yeah, on this journey. But through all this, I must say, I am just so grateful. Because I'm still here. Yes. And, you know, I wouldn't be here with you today if I wouldn't have had this accident. I wouldn't be so grateful for so many things if I didn't have it. So, you know, it was really, I always say there is a silver lining in every cloud. And I totally believe this. There is really, God has a plan for us. We exactly. don't always understand what it is. And sometimes we totally confused thinking, well, I didn't want this. No, I didn't want the accident either. But you know what? one door closes the other door opens. yes now, it's just amazing and i remember when my mom used to say she's always say things happen for a reason and i could never understand then why somebody who is a terminally ill because she was terminally ill with cancer why would somebody say this i just couldn't understand this like why would you say this ma'am but you know what? I understand this now. Mm-hmm. There's so much, there's so much greater purpose than just in this work. You know, and I believe that there's a purpose in pain as well and in suffering. There's a God, there's a God in the midst of difficulties. He can make from that. So, I love
2: it. I, I love it. I love I love what you're saying. It's so precious and you know, only someone like, you know, like yourself that has gone through that is able to say what you're saying purely from your heart. And, you know, so, you know, just tell us a little bit about like, you know, speaking like that, how you, your relationship with God, you know, tell me, tell tell me to the, you know, to tell the audience listening, you know, how, how has that grown? And what does that, you know, look like, you know, because, being all in is uh, is like this uh, a pure heart of following God with all our hearts, you know. Does that mean that we miss the mark? Unfortunately, we do. Do we fail? Yes. It's just this this passion to serve Him, even, you know, whether we've failed, whether we've fallen, whether we're walking through the darkest of times, and knowing that we can still have Him because he loves us with an everlasting love. So tell us a little bit how you feel your faith has grown through this.
7: Yeah, and it's not always easy, you know, this your name. Yeah, because we are human, human beings, so yeah. But, you know, I went through so much trauma in my life. I mean, since my childhood, there were several traumas I went through. But if anything, there's one thing really clear to me that it, it just brought me closer to God you know the trauma has taken so much away from my life I mean I'm still in pain I have been diagnosed with PTSD I lost my loved ones it has taken so much away from me but it hasn't taken one thing from me and this is faith amen. it hasn't taken my faith away from me and amen. you know it thanks my faith and my positivity that I am actually where I am now. You know, so God is so grateful. Yeah, Amen. God, <laughs> God is so grateful. So yeah, of course. Like if if it would be up to me, I would choose totally <laughs> different. I would <will> not. <laughs> I, I would not choose this for me, of course. But you know. Even through all this, I mean, it has changed. My perspective of life has changed. It has changed so many things. I mean, I am so much grateful now for everything that, you know. So every night, actually, with my husband, we practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. We say every day something we are grateful for. Because the day can be however painful, however awful there is always at least one thing you can be grateful for. Yes. You know, when I was lying on this ground after the car hit me, I opened eyes and I was just grateful that I could open my eyes. Mm. So every day is a gift. Mm. For me, every day is a gift. Amen. And yeah, and that's how my, my faith just kind of grew with it. And you know what, I'll say you something, actually. i tell you something. Because so many people, and even Christians would, say, would tell you, um, oh, you know, you're going through so many things and so because your faith is not great right enough because you don't believe enough. And that's why you suffer these difficulties and so, Don't ever let others to actually make you feel like you are not enough or you are not worthy of God's love because that's not true. You know, sometimes it's so easy to judge and to hurt others just throw whatever words on others you know you can hurt them so much yes but one thing is that's not jesus since jesus is love and that's not love that's right you know that's not love so and that's not even faith for me for me faith is really is not about everything will be easy in life because god never promised us that everything will be easy Right, God just promises us that He will be there for us, you know, that He will never forsake us, that He will be always there for us. And that's what is helping me, amen. Is of course, we go through difficulties because look, it was 2020, 2021, all the pandemics and everything, it's not easy. Many people, you might have financial problems, Mm -hmm. your relationship may be broken down. You might have lost job. So many people died. There are difficulties, you know. But if you are in these difficulties, lean onto God. He is there. He is there for us. Amen. Lean onto Him, and you will walk through these difficulties with Him. This is just so amazing. For me, it's just so amazing to know He is there for me. Yes. I can feel Him. You know, this is so amazing. But I cried and I have a time when I cry and I cried a long time ago, to be honest. I was at work and it's even worse when you get a pain and there's a trigger as well. That's even worse. Yes. And I came to the office when there was nobody there. I sat there and I was crying and I started to ask why, you know, why God, why do I have to go through this? And I kind of didn't like myself as well for this because I'm like, that's not what you want to ask. You know, try you try to turn the negative into positive, so try to ask, what is this trying to teach me yourself? But I was so low that I just, the only thing I could do is just ask God, God, why, why is this? Why me, honestly, why? And, you know, I, so as I was crying then, and really started to pray. I felt this warm, I felt I this felt warmth from God, like, I am so low and he still loves me. Yes. It's just so amazing to know this. So yeah, thank you, God. Thank you so much for everything. You know. Mm-hmm. And I so well many times asked, like, you know, I wonder how the people who don't believe, like for them, it must be so hard to be honest, because at least for me, I know there is God. Mm-hmm. Like for and God is his love, his hope, his reassurance. I mean, I don't know how those people don't have God or so, how they go in the life? The For them, it must be so much more difficult. Yeah. So why yeah. not just, you know, give your life to God, really? Amen. You know, and, and But as well, I must say, try not to remember God only when you need him. But as well, try
2: to thank him for everything he does in your life, that's and try important. not to make him the last resort as well. That's important as well. Mm, that's right. That's right. He should never be the last resort. That's right. Amen. I love that, Katie. Thank you so much for sharing from your heart. It's so precious. And you know, you're right. You know how many will turn to God because it's the day of trouble. Because there's such turmoil and hurt and pain and then then they turn to God and then all these promises are made to God and then when God answers they forget all about him that's not that's not what we're talking about here when we're talking about being all in is whether it's the lowest of the low or we're on on the mountaintop and we've gotten all these answers to prayers you know, let's not forget the Lord. I love what you just said. Amen. That's so precious, Katie. It's so precious.
7: As you say, he's always the as in the good and in the bad. He's always there.
2: Yes. And you're right. There are moments when, when we're in that fire where, you know, we're going to ask the questions, like you said, that is a, a, a natural response. Why? Um, And I love how honest you are in sharing how close he was with you and to you and how he reassured you that even in the valley of the shadow of death, that even in these lowest of moments, how close he's been with you. It's so incredibly precious. Now, I. I know that, um, you know, reading the Bible is very important to every single person that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. That's our relationship with him. That's how we grow and learn from him is reading and time in prayer. So tell me if you can, some of your favorite verses or some verses that have really been a, a true source of
7: encouragement to you, even through these times. So I can actually, yeah, I'll read you actually here because I always have written some <laughs> maybe, and actually, it as well kind of depends on what season of life I'm in, you know. But I have a several actually. Uh, but uh, so for me as a warrior, quite often to be honest, worrying, I just like trying to remind myself I don't need to worry, God is with you, and that's why the Matthew at 634 is so important for me therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself Amen. each day has enough trouble of its own mm. but so for me yes you know yeah. knowing this for somebody like me for a warrior to be honest i used to be such a warrior and yes. for somebody like me to know this you know now is it just like i just try to like not do that i leave it up i surrender i surrender yes yes Yes. so that's so important
2: it is it is and especially um where what's happening in the entire world worry and and you know being anxious and worrying is really something becoming uh, very common and heightened right now um, so I appreciate you sharing that verse from Matthew chapter six, because that is a promise from God. And you know, because we don't even know if we're going to see tomorrow, there's enough going on in the day.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, you know, if we if we really think about the fact that God says, "I provide your daily bread. I take care of what you need today. Let tomorrow be the next day." and don't, don't worry about tomorrow. That's why he's telling us that because he gives us what we need for today. And, you know, it's important when we stay in that, in that mindset and in and, and that ability to do that. And that does take faith and yeah. trust and trust.
7: Yeah. And I have another one. I noticed about trust, actually. It's okay. a Psalm 62. It says, trust in him at all times, you people, pour out your hearts to him. For God is our refuge. That's yeah. another one. That's oh, another one. It's about know. trust. Yes. yes. Where was that again? Can you say that verse again? It's Psalm 62, 8. Psalm yep. 62,
2: verse 8. Very God, good.
7: But it's actually, yeah, it's about trust in God. And He is our refuge. He is. Yeah. He is. He's our
2: hiding place. That's like, um, you know, um, you know, if there's a storm, like right now, we we just had a storm here
7: <laughs> going exactly. on
2: here, um, but it, we thank God we have shelter, you know? So if we think about the natural, having like a place of shelter and we, we get thankful for the fact, oh, I could run under something to cover me. Can you imagine spiritually and mentally and emotionally and everything that we need, we can run to him and find that covering and that shelter, and you know, all that we need because we run into him and, and are safe. You know, I love that. Thank you for sharing both of those verses.
7: Yes. Because you mentioned about the um, mental health, and also as well, me being mental health advocate, and so I got a feel for healings as well. Actually, mm-hmm. Jeremiah 30, 17. it says, But I will restore you to help And heal your bones, declares the Lord that I have. Yes. And one today, actually, have very often now with me, because going through the accident, and I still sometimes anxious um, when it comes to my driving. I'm still, you know, i still quite anxious when it comes to it. But I know, always when I sit in a car, the first thing what it is, I actually pray. Because I should say, because, you know, I know I can trust you. If you safely deliver me from wherever I am, A to B, wherever the point B is, I know you will safely deliver me. Just please, just help me. really. Today. I don't panic because that's the worst thing with me. And I'm sure with many people who go through anxiety and PTSD and so it will start to panic. And that is not something you want in the middle when you're driving, to be honest. So <laughs> I often pray actually i say cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you amen. And amen as well don't forget do not fear for i am with you isaiah 41 10 yes uh, yeah it's so you know and it is not like okay then i say a prayer and i can close the eyes and god just drives me and i can't <laughs> say it. no it's not like this because he gave us responsibility yeah Take responsibility for your actions as well. Take—he gave us responsibilities, so we do need to take responsibility for our actions. But it just say this to yourself: take a deep breath and and you know, calm down, and you will get it. Amen.
2: That's That's so important. That's the important. Amen. Amen, Katie. Amen. Amen. That's right. And and like you're saying, if you are driving, please, we tell every single person right now, if you need to pull over, if that's, you know, if that is something you start dealing with, where you get overwhelmed because of maybe an anxious thought, and it could be turning into something that's too much for you to, to deal with in that moment, you need to pull over for, like you're saying, take responsibility. But then also, just take that moment as you pull over, and just talk with God, just talk with God, you know, um, because he is right there. He is right there with, with us. Um, And, you know, um, I, 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 I think about how, when you were just walking, you know, and just the fact that, you know, we don't know what a day holds. But very often what the Lord has reminded me is that he holds every day. And that that's the point of knowing that he's sovereign, he's in control, even when everything might seem out of control, out Mm -hmm. of our control, and things happen. And you know, he did say that in this world, Jesus said that in this world, we will have trouble. But he said that he overcame the world and you know so it's good that we get in the bible we we search out the scriptures we look up what the bible says um about is our everyday food really is
7: our everyday food
2: yes so that we get encouraged you know every single day and you know, because, you know, it's great, like these times where, you know, I'm being encouraged by what you're saying, and, you know, that kind of thing, and everybody that's listening is being encouraged, but what about when it's just, like you're saying, you're alone in the car, and you just, we need to know how to be encouraged in those moments just as much, you know, so um, thank you for being so honest and and vulnerable with what you're sharing, you know, um the Holy Spirit is An ever present help. That's the promise that, you know, when Jesus went uh, to heaven to intercede on our behalf now, he promised the, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God to be with us. And, um, you know, that ever present help is not something we visibly can see, but we know the evidence of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, knowing that the Holy spirit is, um, our closest friend, our confidant, knowing that we can, you know, we can just go to him and he, he's just there for us is, is, um, is really a blessing. Um, I just want, I want to see, you know, as I'm, as I'm here, just praying and thinking here with you, I want to know if there's anything else, um, that you would like to say in encouraging, um, our, our beautiful friends here, um, that are, that are joining us and, um, what would you tell them about you know, being all in and following Jesus and not to lose hope in the name of yeah.
7: Jesus? That's, that's very important, not to lose hope um, actually. You know, for me, for me all in, you know, what does it actually mean for me all in? I to all in, yeah. I can tell you a story actually. Um, you know, a story I heard in our cathedral a long time ago. Um, Perhaps some of you, and perhaps you know uh, Charles Blondin, he was a French tightrope walker and an acrobat in the 18th century. And he's actually known, you in America, so maybe you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's known for uh, crossing the um, Niagara Gorge actually on a rope, on a Mm tightrope. And so you can imagine that he must have been very good, to be honest, to do this yeah and so but before he actually went to do this he would go to a crowd he would go in front of the crowd and he would ask the crowd like do you believe me that i can do this and mm-hmm. the crowd would shout of course yeah we believe you and so and he did it actually um several in several ways he did it somebody must say you're some crazy person but he did it like um blindfolded as well he did it in a on a stilts. He did it in a sack with a wheelbarrow, and so. And every time before he would do all this, he would go to a crowd and ask the crowd, "Do you believe I can do this?" And the crowd would shout every time, "Yes, we believe you can do it." And so he did. He did cross the Niagara Gorge on a tightrope with all those things, stuff. And then one day, he came in front of the crowd and he said to them, do you believe I can do it with a man in a field battle? Wow. And everybody goes like, oh yeah, we believe you, we believe you. And he said, okay, then let's have one of you being the man. You can imagine there was a quiet <laughs> nobody wanted. And it's not so much because they didn't believe him, but, you know, there was a quiet, no response. But there was one man who Blondin actually did carry on his back, crossing, yeah, walking on the road. And this was his manager. Mm. Now He knew what Blondin is capable of. He knew him really well. He had a relationship with him as a manager. So he knew him. He knew he was able to do it. And that's for me the difference between believing and trusting because mm. you know it's easy to be the crown and shout yes yeah, i believe i believe you know it's not so easy to be the blondins manager and actually say i trust you man. i am in it with you i am all in Yes and that's for me is the difference between those two things so let's be I'm like the blondins manager and let's be all in with god let's trust him amen that's so important you know and the journey is not always easy it's not always simple but you know you get to know go through relationship with him and as well not every relationship is always easy I wish every relationship would be like a you know walk in a park but we all know that not every relationship is always easy yes it's a journey yeah. You know, but Holy Spirit is a reminder for me of all Jesus have said. And he said, "Peace I leave you with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid." John fourteen twenty seven. And so Jesus doesn't leave us. Is normally us who leave Jesus. Yes. You're right. You're so right. let's don't leave Jesus, let's build a relationship with him, you know, because he gives us the inner peace. You know? Yes. What? Yeah, the world can promise you peace, but that's not a peace that Jesus gives us. Jesus gives us inner peace. But as well, we cannot have a peace on this world if we don't have a peace in our heart. Yes, that's really right. that's and right. that Jesus is love, his hope, his reassurance, amen. So, that's what all in means really for me to be honest, The trust, the relationship with God. Now, how can we do it? Really, so I got a few more verses for you. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so in Mark 12 30 to 31, it says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than this, Because as in John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he reassures us, really that in the midst of uncertainty, he can rely on him. Amen. We can rely on him. We can cling on him. Yes. He is there. You know, you can do this by, by staying close to him through prayer, mm-hmm. by, by being passionate about what we believe. You know, we can do this. As well, by inviting others and encouraging them in the walk with Jesus. And for me as well, is it by putting Jesus' new commandment into practice? Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. You know. And for me, it means as well not holding back with compassion and love as well towards myself. Because, like mm-hmm. you said, it's all in. We need to be all in spiritually but as well mentally and physically and emotionally all this you know so I it took me a long time to be honest to realize and I learned the whole hard way to be honest that if I want to be all in I as well need to to be honest look after my just a spiritual health so as well my mental and physical health and we people we often forget this you know, we always think we always need to like do something we need to serve others and so and we do we need to serve god and others and so but how do you want to serve god or others if you're exhausted right we really need to know that if you want to be all in we need to look you know you need to look after yourself that's mm-hmm. important too because we are not mm-hmm. human doings you know we are human beings. Yeah, well, so that's and, so important, you know,
2: and that's very important because you know, you can't give out of an empty uh, jar, you know, an empty well. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, we yeah. have to keep filling up, and um, you know, like you're saying, making sure that our hearts are renewed and our minds are renewed, and that's a daily, moment by moment thing. Um, and and you know, because like you're saying, you get drained from one thing and then, you know, go to something else. So that's why it's important that you stay close to him. The Bible talks about drawing near to him. So he mm-hmm. will draw near to us and, um, you know, he will continue to fill us up because we're drawing near to him. We're getting all that we need because we're drawing near to him, we, like you're saying, we, we would not be able to love others and be that light and that love for others, if we can't even uh, receive what he has fully for us personally. And that's why, you know, um, what, like, even in this conference, what part of what I'm sharing is, you know, this personal relationship with Jesus is a choice that has been made, You know, that's a decision that's been made. Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. I want you to be a part of my life. I'm not going to just keep you out there somewhere that's unreachable. No, I want you to be so close to me and I'm giving you permission um, to do that. I know, you know, maybe you've seen art uh, where, you know, you can see a hand knocking at the door. Like it's almost like God's hand, you know, through Jesus, is you know, Jesus knocking at the door of the heart. Can I come in? You know, and it's so it's so funny how often many will say, I've got to make sure that I'm all this first, then I'll let Jesus in. And you know, he wants to come in with the mess is, he wants to come in and take care of where there's, you know, empty places and broken pieces, and he wants to come and heal and make us whole. And that's, again, that's because we honor him and we, we ask him come and do it, Lord, we give him that permission to do it. And we're not disrespectful of who he is, but we honor him and we say, yes, you can do that. And, you know, the the other part that I just want to share is, you know, he's very gentle. God is a very, he's very gentle with us. He's very patient with us. He's very kind with us. He's not the way man, you know, the way, you know, humans would be with one another. God is very kind, loving, patient, tender with us. Um, And that's why, you know, another thing to consider and be mindful of is, you know, new mercies every single day, everything I need. Once again, here, here, I'm saying this again, everything I need, he takes care of every single day. You know, so if I'm going to meet someone along the way, Lord, today, help me to make sure that I'm filled up God so that I can shine for you that's that's all you know God encourages us here to stand out and shine that's what we say here very often here at Respondency stand out and shine for Jesus not for your glory but for Jesus so be the light (laughs) I want to I want to really thank you so much Katie it's such a such an honor and a blessing to have you here and sharing your story, at least a piece of your story because I know there's so much more that, that can be shared. Um, and um, all of Katie Parker's information will be available um, here um, for you in the description area. But I want to thank Katie again for for being here and sharing um, part of her story here and um, and that she's continually smiling for Jesus she's smiling for Jesus and um, I know that that's bringing glory to God and um, I know that that's uh, her mama feels happy about that and <laughs> the memory oh, the, mem- the memory of her I'm mama. About to cry now. <laughs> the memory of her mama because I know she does that in, in remembrance of her mama too so um thank oh, this you- smiley soon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Katie god bless you thank you so much again let's just I thank you let's I just for you oh it's thank it's an honor you. to have thank you for
7: having me here and thank you for everything you do thank you so much oh
2: god bless you katie let's just pray one more time for everyone that was a part of uh, your story here today. Okay, Father, thank you so much for um, just everything that's been said, Lord. Thank you, Father God that um, I really believe God, you're going to use this for your glory, Lord, you know, every single person listening and you know, how many need to hear and be encouraged with Katie's story, Lord. So thank you for Katie. Thank you for covering her. And and encouraging her, Lord, and and building her up in her faith, and helping her, God, to endure, God, all the things that she's facing and the journey, God, that's ahead of her, God, one day at a time, Lord. And you've been her hope and her strength, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. Well, God bless you, Katie. God bless. Thank you so much, and everybody what great encouragement praise the lord from you know that discussion with Katie Parker and you know as god is allowing others to just talk a little bit about what all in means to them it's 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 great and that that's the thing i want to hear what all in means to you so at any time you guys can share your comments also what does all in mean to you in following our lord and savior jesus christ and so um You know, we're having this great discussion. I want to continue here. I know some of you at the last, I I shared about standing. I hope you guys are having a seat now. Um, Praise the Lord. But I want to, again, I want you guys to remain um, fully engaged in what Father God is saying here because there's a lot that that he's trying to say to us. So um, there are times, as Katie just shared here, Um, what an awesome, um, to know that from the UK, we had this, this time, this disc we were able to have this discussion, but you know, we see how Katie is enduring, um, and recovering from an unforeseen accident, something that took place in her life. And she chose to draw near to the Lord. She did not choose to forsake her faith or throw away her confidence in the Lord. But she chose to get closer to the Lord. And that's something I want to encourage each of us tonight. Because that's something, as I said to you, God is challenging me about being all in. Okay? There are times we face different trials and tribulations. There are moments that are so hard that we are hard pressed in our faith and the challenge is are we going to stay in the Lord are we going to remain in the Lord are we going to remain all in and 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 um, verses 8 and 9. You know, I remember the first time I read this, and every time I've walked through a different season, God reminds me of this verse and these couple of verses, and I want to give them to you as well tonight. Second, Second Corinthians chapter 12 verses 8 and 9. It says, three times, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me." How many of us have begged pleaded with God. Can you take this from me? Jesus himself, when he was in the garden, said to the Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. Although he knew that he came for the purpose of dying for each and every single one of us on the cross. He knows what that feels like. The the intensity of throwing it all away, of wanting to quit, of just total discouragement, the weight of it all. Three times here, Paul talks about, I pleaded with the Lord, take it away from me. What is it that you're asking God? Take it away from me. Take it away from me. This is between you and God. You tell him. Be honest with him. That's what all in is. I'm being honest with God. Take this from me. Please, God. But let's go on to the next verse. Verse 9 says, This is God's answer. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. I will give, in other words, God is saying, I'm giving you the grace in this part of the season you're walking in. He goes on to say, for my power is perfected in weakness. So in our weaknesses, the Bible goes on to talk about this in Romans chapter 8, it talks about... In our weaknesses, we don't know how we ought to pray. But do you know that even when you're crying, even when you you're, you don't have words to say, God sees that place of weakness. You get to that place that you don't have the strength to endure. But he's saying, I will give you the power. I will give you the power even in that weakest of the moments that you're walking in right now? Will you surrender and say, God, I'm all in. I'm all in. Take it from me and give me the power to walk through this. Give me the power to walk through this. I was encouraged by uh, Christine Kane um, and she. I, I follow her on Instagram and I you know, came across something that she shared. And I want to kind of share a few points here because as I was preparing this conference and I read this, I went, wow, this just confirms so much because we have to understand that God sees us and he wants to remind us. He knows the plans that he has For you and for me. For you and for me. God says, I know the plans I have for you. They're not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And so we find that in the book of Jeremiah. But I want to say here, if we know that God has a plan for us, that means there is a certain course there's a certain path there's a certain there are certain things that we're supposed to be doing so if you see someone someone else doing it and you get inspired by it praise god but you but god doesn't want you to get caught up with comparing how you're doing it to the way they're doing it Being inspired and encouraged by someone is awesome, but don't don't get discouraged if your path is different and the way you get there is different than the way they got there because you have to run your race. And this is what Christine says. She says, in order to fulfill your purpose, run your race and finish your course, you must intentionally choose to stop comparing your lane to anyone else's. You will have to stay laser focused and and not allow yourself to be distracted by lesser things, especially when those things are good things. Now, I want to pause here to, to say some things from my heart regarding that statement. Sometimes we could be in a good moment, wonderful time, answer prayer. Things are going awesome. Open doors, blessings. God is doing all these wonderful things for us. Even in all of those wonderful things, remain what? All in. All in. Don't put your guard down. Stay awake, stay alert. Tell God right now, even when you answer me, I am going to stay awake and I'm going to stay alert. I'm going to stay awake and I'm going to stay alert. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 verse 8, Stay alert. Stay alert. That means right now you might feel sleepy you know what get up then if you have to right now stand up again stand up again with me if moving is going to help you stand up God is saying because it's that symbolism I'm going to stay alert Lord as I'm receiving all that you have from me stay awake stay alert stay alert the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 watch out for your great enemy, the devil, prowl, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And so why would God want us to be reminded about that? Because sometimes we can be deceived and think all, everything is all good and be caught off guard by something that takes place. Maybe someone that you've been doing business with, maybe someone that you in your family, something goes, it just goes a different way and you feel so hurt by it. The devil prowls and he looks to do these things to get us off guard and to what devour us. He is a relentless foe. We've got a real enemy. And I'm telling you right now, for those of you that don't think he's real, he is a real enemy. Just as we, by faith, believe in God, we have to know that in the spiritual realm, there is a real enemy, the devil. Is he everywhere at all times? No. But he will use people, places, things, and even other demonic powers. To cause harm. Greater is he that's in us is the Lord Jesus Christ. But God is telling us to stay alert. Don't allow yourself to get caught off guard. You know, I remember um, we had a great victory. Pastor Chris and I, something we were believing God for. We were shouting, we were praising, we were rejoicing in the Lord. And then all of a sudden, something just happened on the other side of it where it was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm coming. It's like the devil was coming to rob, kill, and destroy our faith, our joy, and all that we were rejoicing in. And we had to make a decision to tell God, I will not be moved. I'm going to stay focused on the answered prayer. Even though right now this other thing took place and it's very, very hard and it hurts. I'm going to stay focused on what you've called me to. I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to stay alert. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So we see here that all in... We've got to decide to remember that God is on our side. I want to remind you today, I want to remind you, God is on your side. There is no equal to God. There is no equal to God. So even as I'm mentioning the enemy, Satan, he is not equal to God. He is defeated. Jesus has defeated him at the cross. He is defeated, okay? And so, and plus, God created him. He is not God's equal. He, was a, he is a fallen angel. He is a fallen angel. I want to say this to you. If we remember that God is on our side, it brings this sense of, I can trust that God's taking care of all of these things. God is on my side. As I'm all in and I'm following God and even when I make mistakes and I get back up and I repent and I'm renewing my heart and my mind I'm remembering that I have God on my side. Romans 8.31 says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? So all in, all in, also... Reminds us to deal with things properly, okay? It, it, it It's that ability to confront issues. It's taking responsibility for wrongdoing. All in will cause you to take action to get things right. And maybe some of you right now are thinking, Oh my gosh, I have to get some things right. There are some things I've got to get right. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it's with your child. Maybe it's with your your father, your mother, another family member. Whatever it is, make sure you get it right, but be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So... Many want to avoid the confrontation part because they don't want they don't want to deal with um, they don't want to deal with uh, arguments or possible arguments. You know, you're, when you're confronting an issue, you don't it does not have to go into an argument. When you're being led by the Spirit of God, you walk in love. That's how I started. Remember, we started talking about that. We walk in that genuine affection. You've already spent time with God on how you were going to confront this. You didn't just go in on your own strength and your own understanding and your own anger and your own emotional state. You waited on God on how to confront that issue. You don't overlook it to the place. You don't avoid the confrontation. You face it head on. Because I'm going to tell you what, if you don't deal with the little things, the little things will add up to the very biggest things that you could ever imagine. And so it becomes very difficult to live with. Oftentimes, Pastor Chris and I will tell uh, individuals, instead of sweeping things under the rug so to speak deal with the issue deal with the issue at hand perhaps that other person is not ready to deal with it maybe they don't know how to deal with it maybe they'll they'll deny the issue but you do your part and you keep your heart right okay that's the important part because if when you don't deal with issues and you keep sweeping it under the rug what happens is um That rug, and this is, again, something Pastor Chris and I will encourage others very often, that rug will slowly begin to have what? um, It won't be equal ground anymore. It will start to have a a raise in it, like a rise in it. And guess what can happen? Sooner or later, it can trip you up. You can stumble over the very thing that you kept sweeping over the rug over. So deal with issues properly. All in means you also learn to what receive from the Lord. Tell tell God, tonight I'm receiving all you have for me. Can you tell God that? I'm receiving all you have for me. And I'm excited about it, Lord. I'm excited. Even in these hard places that you're trying to deal with me about, I'm going to let you deal with it, God, because... I don't want anything, God, to get in the way of my relationship with you. So all in means I'm gonna make sure that my heart is fully engaged and I'm taking time to receive from the Lord. Amen. I'm gonna receive from the Lord. And I want you to be, I want you to know that. Before we get ready here to have our next conversation with Monique Sade, Psalm 103 verse 5, Psalm 103 verse 5 tells us, Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How many of you need strength tonight? How many of you need so much strength that only God can come and breathe on you a supernatural strength that you will soar like an eagle? And I want to encourage you that as you receive that from the Lord, you'll be reminded also that God wants to give you good things, but you've got to learn how to what? Receive it. I want you to receive that. Say, God, I want to receive all the good things. That you have for me. So, as we prepare to hear the next conversation that we had together here with uh, Monique Sade, I really want you guys be prepared to hear all that's going to be taking place in the conversation, and be encouraged in Jesus' name. We are here with Monique Sade. Sade? I want to say. Sade. Yes, Hallelujah. And yes. what an absolute blessing to have you here with us um, for our all in women's conference this year at Resplendency. Thank you so much for joining us and being a part. What a blessing, Monique. Amen. I'm so honored to join you guys. <laughs> Um, you know, before we begin, I really just want to take a moment just to pray and and just thank the Lord for our time together and all that God's going to do right now. Amen. Amen. So everyone, let's just pray together. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, God, just to be together, Lord. And oh, Father God, we we thank you, Father, for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for um, all that's going to take place right now, Lord from the beginning to the end of our conversation, Lord. And Father God, I, I just really thank you, God, for Monique, God, and all that you're doing in her life, Lord. And and Father God, I, I just thank you, Lord, for all in what that means for each and every single one of us, Lord. And God, we just pray, God, that you would have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh Monique here is, uh she loves God. Um, As you guys can see, she has the joy of the Lord in her, um, very (laughs) contagious. um, And she just loves to worship the Lord. And, you know, um, the Bible tells us in uh, John chapter four, verse 23, which this conference father gave me um, is around that, um, he says, but a time is coming and is already here. When the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit, from the heart, the inner self, and in truth. For the father seeks such people to be his worshipers. God is spirit, the source of life, yet invisible to mankind. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And that's what we're talking about here as we're, as we've been talking about in this conference about all in, and in our discussion today, you know, we're going to be talking about that with Monique. Um, You know, she is an international singer, um, songwriter, um, and I want her to share a little bit more also about herself. Um, She, you know, one thing that stood out to me too, is that. God has allowed her to minister in many, uh, many places. And um, she, she's she been in the, in the Caribbean islands and across the East Coast. I mean, what a blessing, Monique, mm-hmm. that Father God opens those kind of doors for us and yes. you know, that, that we make the most of the times that he gives us. So tell us a little bit more, introduce to us a little bit. Um, um about yourself and and as much as you're comfortable with tell us a little bit about um, also share a little bit about your spiritual journey in walking with God and how
3: you've been able to push through the most difficult parts of your life hmm. amen Pastor Natalie thank you so much for the opportunity it's an honor once again Um, My name is Monique Sade. I am born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I come from a very large family, but I also come from a very pastoral family. My father became a pastor around uh, 2000. Mm -hmm. And um, from there on, like I was a teenager at the time. So it was was an awkward transition going from just being a a family in the church and now having your dad as a pastor. So it was an interesting transition for a teenager to go from just, Someone who just likes to sing in the choir and and do stuff on the side to now being part of a family of leadership. Mm -hmm. So it definitely grooms me for like another 20 years of training in the kingdom of God. And I don't say that with just a light idea. It's a very heavy idea that that the Lord showed me early on that this was an honor, was a privilege to serve and to lead his people alongside my dad and my mom. And so growing up in a big family, New York was a very exciting place. We're on the move, on the go, all the time. But the Lord had blessed my family to have a lot of musical talents and gifts. And so um, out of my six siblings, I was one that did a lot more worship leading in the church. And the Lord just cultivated my heart around Fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. to, to just carry his people in my heart. So when I led worship, it was from a place of wanting people to connect with God. Even as a teenager, it was, it was something that brewed in my heart. Like on Saturday nights before church, I didn't want to be anywhere else, but I wanted my heart to be prepared for the next day. And there was just this early cultivating of my heart for his presence, for his people and for corporate worship. So I went to college and I realized around that time, going away gave me the opportunity to decide I could be anybody I want. You know, you could you could take any direction, any path you want because no one is looking. But in that time, the Lord gave me the opportunity to choose him for myself, not just because I grew up in church. But it was mm. my first time going, do I really want God because I grew up in it? Or do I want him because I know this is all I really need? Mm. And it was like as if I was on the edge of a cliff making a life decision and God was letting me stand there and like letting my heart choose this day who I will serve. Amen. And I just remember in college making that decision to say God, there's no other path for me. You are it. Everything out there is so empty, it's so fleeting. You're it.
5: Mm-hmm. And I
3: remember not choosing God because I was in ministry or because I grew up, but because I knew in my heart that he was my all in all. And so I'm just so, you know, happy that I can say from those moments I was hearing his voice. I was just being led by him, just a little Brooklyn girl, thinking I'd never go anywhere else. And then I turned 31 and I hear from God and he tells me, move. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) So just hearing from him and just knowing in the moment, knowing my gifts that was deposited early on, all these small things along the way, just your yeses here and there, not knowing it's part of his bigger plan for where he really wants you. So I finally been able to take that step of courage. I moved from New York to Florida um, on the on hearing his voice telling me to train churches, train worship leaders, train worship teams. And so that's where my heart has been. And so when I first heard him tell me I had no plans to leave, no plans to go anywhere. But I just know he told me to make a curriculum. Three, four years later, I'm in churches being hired by word of mouth. And God has just been doing such a beautiful thing in the local body, and I'm, I'm just excited to be a part of it.
2: (laughs) It's awesome. We, we really, I I love hearing this and I'm sure the audience is being so encouraged by all that you're sharing is precious. Um, You know, so tell us like the most difficult times, you know, we all go through trying moments in our faith and the struggles of our faith and the, you know, real life, real talk here, you know, How do we stay all in? Because it's it's beautiful, everything you just shared, but how do we, yeah. you know, the those
3: in-between times where it's been rallied, yes. you know? Yes. So I can think of a few. Um, and I would say this. In those moments where you feel like the breath has been knocked out of you. I remember going through my first real heavy breakup <laughs> and sorry it was an interruption i remember going through my first real breakup and there was no families were involved you know the whole trajectory is there you're planning and things don't work out and i remember feeling lost like this inner lostness because you tied your life with someone thinking it was going to go in one direction and then you start to feel this this emptiness once they're no longer in, in your life. And I had to really turn back to the Lord and go, God, like, what do I do now that I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I don't have a sense of direction because I was going this course alongside someone and it's interrupted. And now I need to feel a sense of, of, of of being grounded again, a sense of like, okay, I have a trajectory again. Cause now that that's no longer a thing, I, I need a new sense of purpose. And I remember just needing, God and he'll send friends godly friends to just be alongside my path not question me not push me into any other type of feeling but just be with me in it let me cry just just let me be and I sense his love through just close friendship and he showed me himself in that and I remember that being my first real like like, Lord, what do I do with my heart when it's bleeding? How do I still lead worship? How do I still sing from a place where my heart feels so like broken and like, like I can't even hold it together? And I, with time, kept bringing myself to the Lord. I just kept bringing it to him. Like, Lord, I don't know what else to do, but to come to you. You've been my safe place. I don't know where else to go, but to come to you. And so bringing the questions to the Lord over and over again, it took years It took years to feel that wholeness again, but I brought the ugly questions to God. I brought the hurtful questions to the Lord. And I said, you know, God, this is where I am. And I remember just one more season. um, I would say it was a time where I had deep questions after a car accident. because I think oftentimes we, we think we're exempt from hard times because we love God, because we serve God and, you know. We think we're exempt sometimes, but when the hard times come, I realize after a while, there's moments where you're so broken, you don't have a praise to offer. You don't have a song to give him. So in that moment, he'll communicate to me, I don't want you because you can sing to me. I don't need you because you can offer me worship. I died before you could even do that. What I want is you. Yeah. I like you without the title, without the performance. I want you, and mm-hmm. I realized in the moment what it meant to be loved and owned by God without having to give Him anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for the first time, it made me realize it's just it's not my offering alone that makes this something. It's knowing that that you chose me first. The Bible says it's not that I chose God, but He chose me. He loved me first, and I I knew for the first time that. It's from the broken place that it's even more pure. Like it's a literal, literal pure worship when it's, it's nothing that you can try to make it sound good. It's, it's broken. It's beautiful. And it's, I've seen God move in the most broken parts of my life, the most tired moments of my life. Mm. I just keep bringing it back to him. And I just let him show me the reality of it, that it's, it's really about him. It's really about his pursuing us and our response. Mm -hmm that so uh, there's something about being broken and spilled out you know
2: before him and that's so significant what you said because I think too often you know um, some believe that Christianity is um, just you know um, service based like only like the things that we're doing and if if we're doing and doing and doing these may be all wonderful things, But if it's not coming from the pure heart, like how you're saying this, this purity of heart, father sees that and he knows that and, and there will be those moments of like you're saying, where you feel challenged in the faith. And, you know, will I, will I still purely worship him? Yeah. Even if I didn't have the ability to do it, you know, leading others, will I be the true worshiper like what he's seeking the worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth
3: yeah and and it's it's a scary time because your faith is tested your faith is being tried and you're like do i really believe what i've been believing this whole time and i remember feeling like lord i'm questioning you and i don't know what to do about that because this whole time i thought i was good i thought we were good and so for the first time i'm like lord I don't know how to believe right now, but I I just, that's all I have to offer you. And in that he would, he would just father me. He would just be there. He would, there was, there was a being, it wasn't a doing. And it was, it's almost inexplicable. I just learned to be with God as I was broken, messy, unsure, Yes. And he met me there. And it's like, you can't really see it. Like the footprints in the sand, you only see two. But the reality, he's holding you in it. Absolutely. So it's his footprints that you see. So what, what ended up happening was, I realized the whole time he was carrying me through my confusion and my question. And he was not afraid of it. And he still loved me without any decorations, any <laughs> nothing else. Just me. And that, to me, made me more all in. Made yeah. me more have an offering that's pure because it's like whether I do this or not you still love because you are love
2: yeah yeah now now you know the fact that you're a worshiper and you lead others to worship what kinds of like what what does singing do to you, like do for you, like in your faith and yes. walk with God yes. and in just singing, not to just hear yourself, obviously, but like, you know, cause it's precious. Your voice is awesome for the Lord, to the glory of God. But like when you're singing, how is that encouraging you in your faith and your trust
3: in father? Mm. I love the fact that singing is like just prayers with melodies, you know what I mean? So Singing becomes prayers. And sometimes because of the, I would say, because of the physics of music, it bypasses the frontal lobe, they say. So it goes past your reasoning. There's something that happens, like when the scripture says, sing spiritual songs. Yes. For some reason, you'll find yourself just singing a song along the day and not realizing how much you needed to hear those words. Yes. It happens to me all the time. I'll just be singing songs because I have hundreds of songs in my mind from years of being in church. But it would, it would dawn on me in the moment, like, wow, this is the season I'm in. This, this, this song is really resonating. It's pointing me back to the Father. Yes, the, the facts are that, the issues are happening, but it almost like it's like a, an arrow. It just pivots my focus back to the Lord. It, yeah. And it, it helps me resonate what truths are in my heart, what lies are in my heart. So singing becomes this exercise of meditation, like, like Lord, what's happening? Why is this song on my heart? Are you trying to communicate your spirit to my spirit that there's something I need to address is something I need to carry to you or this, mm-hmm. maybe the song is for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where intercession happens. Maybe I need to be singing that song for someone or yeah. sometimes you will minister to me um, through me to people through song and not just through prayer. And so s- songs have become like a point of meditation, a point of reflection. And then when it happens corporately, it's spiritual warfare it's spiritual encouragement the songs it's like we're we're focusing our hearts and attention on a melody that heaven is agreeing with yes so it's this exchange this thing you can't even always articulate it but you know it's so real it's so tangible there's an agreement in the room it becomes this this point of you agree with me i agree with you in this one moment all these lyrics together pointing to the lord pointing to truth Music to me will not ever make sense unless there is truth in it. There mm-hmm. has to be truth.
5: Mm-hmm. If there's no
3: truth, it's just fluff and notes. <laughs> but I mean, when the truth is involved, yes, it, it, it's so pointing, it's so focusing, it's so grounding. You know, also, I know that father sings over us
2: and I love how you're saying that the songs are coming up in our hearts. So it's like, it's almost like he's singing these songs over us as well to remind us of who he is and his goodness. Now tell me, um, you know, reading the Bible is so important to every believer, every single believer, eating our daily bread. As yeah. much as we need to have a daily meal, <laughs> we need to make sure ah. that we're spiritually eating every day yes. from the word of God. Um, and so, you know, what would you say, like, you know, your journey of faith being all in, is there a Bible verse that you've stood on? Is there maybe like maybe two or three of them? I mean, I know yes. for myself, I, I mean, there's so many that I can share. But I I would love to hear, you know, what kind of Bible verses, which ones have really stood out and why, because there, yes, there's seasons that father gives a specific verse, but have you found maybe one verse that like constantly seems to come up or Mm -hmm. has it been
3: a variety of verses depending on what you're walking through? Yes. Um, there's a scripture, I can't reference it, but it says, That together we would know, and I'm going to repeat it again, together, it's the together part that hits me, together we would know the height, the length, the width, and the depth of the love of God. And it communicates to me that knowing the love of God is not an individualized journey. Mm. It is collective. It is together in his body with the people that you come to know his love. And mm. I think some people want to isolate their journey with God thinking, yeah, I'll just know on my own. No, mm. he'll use the people around you to show his love, who mm. use circumstances with other people to show his love. Yes, mm. sometimes you'll feel it in a moment, but the mm. full length, the height, the width, the length, the depth of his love is going to come in a togetherness. Yes. To yes. me, that makes me go, OK, so I'm not going to figure it all out by myself how much he really loves me, sometimes he'll use someone to remind me. Sometimes he'll use a circumstance, a favor with someone. Or let's say I'm going through a hard time financially. Someone will feel the, the push of God to bless me or, you know, I need healing in a certain area. Someone will feel the push of God to pray for me. It's together we're going to know the full measure of the love of God. And it encourages me because it's like, oh, it's a us together journey to do that. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Because yeah. we, need,
2: we need each other. The Bible t- talks about that. And no, you know, no person is an island. I know that, you know, we all like our space and our own, you know, you know, time, and we do need that. Um, mm-hmm. But we do need one another, The you know, the Bible says we need one another. And that's why it's important mm-hmm. that like you, Nick, like you're saying that we're encouraging one another. Yes. You know, the Bible talks about spurring one another on. And so um, you know, all in is not just a selfish matter. All in begins with us, but then also means that we're about our Father's business. And like uh-huh. you're sharing, how can we encourage someone else? I want to read this—the verse that you were sharing, Ephesians three eighteen says, "And yes. and may you have the power to understand, as all of God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep." His love is yeah. in Jesus' name. May we all know that. (laughs) Yes. I think you wanted to share another verse. So go ahead and share, please.
3: (laughs) This scripture, we've quoted it, I mean, thousands of times throughout history. Psalms 23. And one of the things I've come to appreciate about the word of God that I learned in my 20s Okay. was that, that a one scripture, you could read it over and over again and constantly find something new because yeah. of the depth of the word of God. It's never going to be like a surface level thing, like you'll constantly find something in different seasons. <laughs> so Psalms 23 has been something that com- comes up for me over and over again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this First of all, the Lord is my shepherd. Like it was a personal, you will guide me, you lead me. And 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 the the, the chapter itself, I've lived it. It, it went from something I quoted in church to something I've walked and sensed, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters and restores my soul. He restores he my path. soul. I love yes, it. That, oh, that right there. There's uh-huh. moments where you don't realize you need a refreshing. Yes, Father. Because we're constantly doing what we do as women or, or whatever roles we're playing in life. We're, we're in our roles. And there's moments where we don't, we may not recognize or we might, but not to the depth. And he'll restore that area in the most unexpected ways. And then he leads me a path of righteousness for his name's sake. That helps me remember that for his namesake, he'll lead me, meaning no matter how many mistakes I could make, he's still working to lead me in the path of righteousness for his namesake, meaning I could feel like I'm making the wrong move business wise, family wise. But he's going to lead me. He's promising to lead me so yeah. that I can know that he's accounting for even my errors because mm. his name is behind what he's doing. So precious, you, you know. know it so it,
2: it encourages so, me. So so awesome because it's so true as a believer, and that is, you know, part of the journey. And and that step by step, knowing he is with me, he yes. has been with me. I don't have to be afraid. And there's so many. I mean, there's so many dealing with fear, wow. anxiety, and dread, and they're overwhelmed and overcome. Mm -hmm. by so much. So my prayer as we're talking here, they would understand and as even as they're hearing us, may you hear what Father's saying, I want to lead you, let Mm -hmm. me lead you and guide you in the way you need to go. We all need to individual individually, just accept that and receive that and understand that, Father, help us yeah. know that our steps have been planned by you. And so, even if we go off course, God, you're leading us and you're guiding us. You wait for us to repent. You, you, you wait for us to get things right. There's some people that need we need to get things right with right now. They may there may be people that we need to uh, repent to right now that maybe we hurt. Uh, because we went off course, we did something on our own. Maybe, Mm. maybe someone just, you know, leaned on their own understanding. There's a difference when we're leaning on God and his strength and his direction. And when we leaned on our own strength and did something on our own and he is not there to put us down, make us feel like the worst of the worst, because we made a mistake. No,
8: Mm.
2: he is faithful and just to forgive us. Yes. He's he just waits for us to come to him just as we are and to be real and honest father. I made a mistake. I was wrong. Forgive me. And you know, for some right now, you don't feel worthy because you feel like I've not had that ability to get back up again and be all in. Mm. I've not had that ability to keep trusting that he's my shepherd. I, I just keep seeing things get worse and worse. How can I how can I know him as God? And I just keep feeling like things get worse and worse. There are times and there is something that we, we will not ever fully comprehend here on earth. Mm. There are times that for some of us, the journey has been very difficult and there, there it's like no question about it. It's just been difficult. What you were born in the people you've had to be around, the circumstances you found yourself in just different things along the way. And and yet God is saying, I'm I'm here. I've been with you. I want to be in your life. Yes. Will you please allow me to be all in in your life? Yes. And asking you to be all in with him. In Jesus name. That's the prayer. That's the prayer in Jesus name. Now, uh, Monique, I really, I want you to share. um, If there's a song that's inspired you, or, um, you know, like, what has ministered to you personally to even cause you to write the songs that you have written, or maybe even now God's inspiring you to write, you know, there could be someone right now that feels like, you know, I don't even know how to write, but I have a song, there's something inside of me. And I believe that even as you share this, it's going to encourage them. Yes. And, um, you know, what the awesome part is, you know, all of um, Monique's information will be available so that, you know, if anyone has um, questions or anything regarding, uh, you know, singing and, and um, other things regarding worship that will be available um, below. But you know, I want you to share Monique, share how Father has inspired you and encouraged you even in your writing and in your leading in in pure worship, like writing
3: pure songs from your heart. Yes, yes. So I've always enjoyed writing, whether it was stories, book reports. <laughs> when it came to writing music, I wanted, I wanted to respond to what I was learning in the Bible. A lot of worship songs, our response to the Lord, but I wanted to respond to His Word. Like, what, what does it look like for me to walk this out now? Mm. So some of my music is me responding to, let's say, forgiveness. Is a song I wrote, Who Am I Not to Forgive? Mm -hmm. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, my kingdom go. Help me to forgive others just as you've forgiven me. Who am I to hold a grudge? Who am I not to forgive? And that's one of the the first songs I've written. Um, But taking back to hearing hymns in church, songs that had such rich biblical knowledge. Yes. It, it 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 spans generations. You notice how some hymns, they don't come out of being relevant. They stay for some reason. So I, I've always wondered, Lord, the writers, what was it that they went through that made their song so timeless? Yeah. And, and it struck me as someone who enjoyed writing and language and words and imagery. You know, and so for me, my inspiration was, Lord. Where do I have to be? And some of them went through some hard stuff, but yes. you, the most purest songs that was most relevant came from the most deepest, darkest, painful, most broken places. And God does something so beautiful with those moments. And sometimes we want to ignore it. But those hymns, some of the most famous hymns have that, that power behind it. And one of my favorites is, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, mm-hmm. All Our Sins and griefs to Bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And it made me realize we forfeit our peace. And that song that talks about what we we forfeit peace when we don't pray. Um, And it taught me something like the song was teaching me how to have a spiritual discipline. So I'm like, this is powerful. The song is (laughs) teaching me how to live out my Christian life. So I'm like, maybe I can continue this journey of writing songs that teaches me how to live out my Christian values, my Christian principles, forgiveness, and praying for others. One of those most recent songs I started writing, I'm not sure, it might be done. Sometimes it takes years for me to write a song. Sometimes the Lord will give it instantly. Yes. Okay. Um, But this song is called, I Pray For You, That You Will Be Strong in the Lord. And I'm like, Lord, this is what I want to do. I want to write songs for the body that will not which... Not what we just speak to you, but mm. we speak to each other. Because mm. 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 the Bible says, pray all kinds of prayers and sing songs, spiritual hymns, and encouraging one another. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that can happen not just in words, but in song. Yes. So this, my inspiration is, can our words teach us how to live? Yeah. Can the song help us? Because if we think about the power of music, they influence the generation it influenced the season that you're in it influences your mood it influences your intellect so I- i'm so inspired by the power of what a song can do and i see i see it through the hymns and how it has last centuries and i just want to be a part of that same yeah. same endeavor i love it <laughs> i look to yeah. the hills from whence cometh my help. Ah. <laughs> that song, <laughs> that song, and it's and the beautiful thing is when you take the scriptures verbatim and just put a song behind it, it has so much bearing, mm. so much bearing. Because now, one, you're memorizing scripture; two, it's a melody, so it's almost easy to hear it. But then also emotionally, you're taking it in. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. someone's come with my help. Yeah. So in that moment, you're just like. Yeah, my hope comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And your heart is like, yeah, yeah, this is true. And you sing it over yourself. You sing it over your mind. The Bible says, you know, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. The song is renewing your mind in the moment. That's what music is doing. That's what it's, what's happening in the moment. To me, that like, there's no other yes. like, most powerful <laughs> way to interrupt a, a negative thought by just changing your mind with truth. And how much more powerful when you do it with the song? Yes.
2: Yes, it's true. And the Bible says, you know, to hide the word in our hearts, right? That we we won't sin against him. So like how we're saying this, you know, we're talking about how God will use even the songs that are that are backed up with scripture, because there are a lot of worship, like what they call worship songs or Christian songs. They're not really fully backed up with scripture. So you got to be careful with that. But you know, we're talking about does it line up with the scripture? With what? The, yes. with what God is telling? What is He trying to tell us? Yes. You know? And singing is a gift, Amen. You know, singing is what is a gift. And but you know, there's some people that think, man, I don't even have a voice. I'm one of those shower singers. Nobody wants to hear me. <laughs> but God is looking for each of us that love Him, as and, and are saying that we're following Him. To worship him, not be someone who's on the sidelines watching someone singing or seeing someone else singing and say, I I just whisper, I just, you know, hallelujah. I don't say much. God wants us, like you're saying, it's it's from the unction of the heart of it's like this father. I it doesn't matter if no one else is worshiping. I'm gonna worship you, Father, right now. I'm not gonna yeah. let the rocks cry out in my place yes. i'm going to worship you father god with all my heart because you deserve it amen
3: mm. amen
2: now god promises uh the holy spirit he's a comforter um he's mm. our best friend um i i really 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 before we get ready to close here in prayer i want you to share just a few more encouraging words to our audience. What it means to you to be all in. You really pretty much said it, but like, kind of tie it all together yeah. here, and just encourage them, especially like we've been saying on our on the darkest of days, mm. even are questioning your faith.
3: Yeah. So I recently heard an interview um, with Jackie Hill Perry and another pastor about one of the darkest times in his life. And he started a ministry called Nothing Is Wasted. Mm -hmm. And the title alone struck me because I've heard people preach, God doesn't waste anything. But the fact that the name of the ministry was Nothing Was Wasted came from a, I mean, unbelievably hard time in this man's life. And it makes me recognize how often we want to escape the hard part. We want, because we don't think it may have as much value we like the glory we like the top the sunshine the mountaintop but we don't see as much glory in the in the depth and the dark seasons of our lives but it's in those moments where you you kind of get silent and you get a moment to really observe the truth and if there's something that it's, you're really going to live out and mm-hmm. so I want to encourage you when you're going to be all in To know that, just like it says in Psalms 23 yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil
5: because you're with
3: me. Yes, you're with me. Yeah, your rod and your staff comfort me. Yeah, there's a promise for comfort. Yes, so it makes me less afraid when I give my yes, it makes me less afraid when I say, Okay, Father, we'll go here where you said because you're with me. It doesn't make it Less painful, but I'm not alone in it. Yeah. And I think there's something so beautiful in knowing you're not alone because that's why people have support groups. So you don't feel alone. That's why people gather in church because God wants families to gather. He wants us to feel we're part of something. And before we even feel a part of something, we need to know we belong. So being all in, there's a a part of you that has to ask God for the courage. God, I want to say yes. I want to say yes to you every time and sometimes I don't but the all in is my desire to constantly come back and say it's worth saying yes to you being in a darker place with you is better than being in the lights or the glorious successful areas without you yeah because mm-hmm. this something that that God wants to do in us where we don't just look like we are good in the moment but we last a long time but we have a pace to continue on cuz some people some people want the instant I'm good to go, pick me up, dust me off, keep moving. Sometimes God has to let you sit in these real moments so that you're refined. Yeah. You don't want an undercooked meal. You don't want to hire someone who doesn't really have the character to do what you're asking them to do. God wants to really make it work. He, yeah. wants, he wants your life to work. He wants yeah. you to get to destiny and it's going to take some real refining. It's going to take some, like, You come into some real moments so that your all in is real. Yeah. It's not going to be easily blown away by the trials of life. Your all in will be so fortified because you're like, I've been through this with God. So if he did it with me in the fire, he'll do it with me in the flood. Yes. So your your all in becomes short step by step. Yeah. Day by day. Yeah. Moment by moment. Tier by tier. Question by question. Let him lead you in it amen
2: amen amen and you know with that I really want us to pray because I know that the challenge is to stay all in because we can be committed um, you know I think about the races different people who start a race and they're like man it might be 26 miles I'm ready to go <laughs> and they've trained they've trained they they felt prepared for the race but in the middle, it got hard. And you know, the thing about starting something is is trying. So stepping out of faith, trusting Father God, allowing him to come into your life is as, as your personal Lord and Savior is a is a major decision. And it's the greatest thing that you could ever decide to do on this side of earth. Because, mm. you know, without him, there is not a hope. But with him, he promises a hope and a future. Yes. There's an expected end. So, you know, even in the darkest of valleys. So if you're in this race, the fight of faith and God is saying, do not lay aside the very thing I've given you to do because you're afraid and you've been challenging your faith and you're ready to quit. Keep pressing on stay all in. And if you need someone by your side, go to them, seek, seek others that will encourage you in your faith, not to just stroke you or tell you what you want to hear, but to truly be there for you. Yes. As, As you prayed and you shared Monique, you know, you shared about how God brought real friends, God brought true support, They didn't tell you what you needed to hear, you know, only what you needed to hear. They didn't tell you only what you wanted to hear. They told you what God needed to say to you in the moment you were talking and you were dealing with all that. So I'm going to pray right now. And if any of you, this is your first time. Um, you know, that maybe you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. We're gonna give you an mm-hmm. opportunity to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart. And then secondly, if you've been in this walk of faith and this really encouraged you today, and you want to be all in as well. Let's just pray right now that God would get a hold of your heart, you would surrender all to Him. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this time that we've had together. What a great time with you, God, in the conversation of being all in God. And, and Lord, there's so much more that we can, we can say, Lord. And, and we just thank you, Father, for the ability to share our personal experiences, God, of how we've learned to walk with you, Father God, mm-hmm. and, and to hear you, to also pay attention to your voice, oh God. So God, for the one right now that this is their first time, they've never fully asked you to come into their life and for you to be their Lord and their Savior. I'm asking you right now to meet them right where they are. And for that person right now, just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I want to be all in with you, Lord. Please help me. I surrender my life. I surrender everything that is that has hurt me, um, that has caused me, God, to do things that are not right, Lord. I surrender these things, Lord. And I want to have a relationship with you, Lord Jesus. So please, God, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior right now, in Jesus' name. And And God, even those right now, Lord, that has been walking with you for a time, And their faith has been truly challenged. There's so much that has been happening, God, in in all the earth, oh God. And you you know, God, every person that's tuning in from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Lord, all over the world. God, you see how burdened they've been, Lord. And God, how they want to just throw away their faith, Lord, because it's been so hard. God, we pray, oh God, that you would encourage them right now Yes, Lord. and you would build them up in their faith, in their hope. Let them hope again. Let them trust you, Lord. God, even, even though man and woman has failed them, even maybe the closest people to them maybe have failed them, God, I pray today you would remind them that you don't fail us. You don't leave us alone, Father. So God, be their dearest friend right now, their closest confidant as they trust you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, what a blessing, Monique. Thank you so much for being with us. This has been a great opportunity and a great interview with you. Thank you for being with uh, Respendency's All-In Women's Conference. What a blessing. And we're so excited because, you know, you also are going to take some time in leading worship that you, you know, you're leading us and helping us also with worship during this conference. So thank you so much for being a part this year. God bless you, Monique. God bless you. Thank you so much. Hi, Pastor Natalie. Pastor
8: Natalie, when I think of being all in, I think first of the young man, Elisha, when God had sent the prophet Elijah to anoint him as his successor. Elijah found Elisha working in the field. The Bible says that he was driving, um, uh, a yoke of oxen and that when Elijah threw his cloak on Elisha that Elisha went and said goodbye to his mother and father it actually says that he went and kissed them goodbye but he didn't stop there after that he took his yoke of oxen and he slaughtered them and he took his plowing equipment and he burnt it, burnt it. And he took the yoke of oxen that he had slaughtered and he cooked it on the plowing equipment that he had burned. Elisha in essence was saying, I have no plan Bs. There's nothing back there that God has called me from that I'll be returning to. Elisha was saying to God, I'm all in. The Bible actually says that he he threw a feast and he fed his neighbors, his families, his family, his friends, his co-workers. He fed them the yoke of oxen that he had slaughtered. He was serving notice to everyone that he was going to be following part after God. I also think of Hebrews 11, 6, which says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is not looking for the person who is in casual pursuit of him. God is looking for those who are all in. He uses the word diligently. The one who is diligently seeking after me, God says will find me. He's looking for those who are all in. Jesus said, he who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy of being my disciple. Jesus is looking for those who are all in. God bless you, Pastor Natalie. Have a wonderful women's conference this year.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take some time right now just to worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord. God, I thank you. Tell him, God, I thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for revelation and truth. Thank you, God, for speaking to my heart. Just just tell him, thank you, thank you, thank you. Worship him and just tell him, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, God, thank you for coming into my heart. Thank you, God, for renewing my mind. Thank you, God, for strengthening me in my faith. Thank you, God, for building me up, God, where others have torn me down. Thank you, Father God, for grabbing a hold of me and changing me, God, tonight. I give you all, Lord. I give you all. Hallelujah. Tell him thank you. Praise him and thank him right now. He is as close as a mention of his name. And he loves you and he is just surrounding you with his presence and he wants to fill you up. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 So much, so much regarding all in, all in, all in. Are you taking it all in? <laughs> Take it all in tonight. All that's being said. All that's happening. And if you, you know, the the, the wonderful thing is... You know, um, at any time, you could comment. You can let me know. What does all in mean to you? I really want to hear what does all mean, all in mean to you? You know, um, I, I know you've, you've heard it said as well that I have a book of remembrance. I would love to hear, even after the conference, that you write in to me. Come, contact at Respondency.com. Let me know what all in means to you. In Jesus' name, what has Jesus done for you? And now what does that mean to you to be all in and following Jesus? I have decided to follow Jesus. There is no turning back. No turning back. Amen. Amen. The Lord before me, the world behind me. I am I am following Jesus. And, you know, in saying that, I, I, I was thinking about how, you know, there are times when a horse has to put blinders on because they could be distracted by what's happening around them and um, you know they could lose their focus about going forward. All in, stay all in, don't even tonight, even as you're in the conference, don't let other things distract you. You know maybe for some of you it was even hard to be a part of, of tonight's time. Say God, thank you that I'm here and I'm hearing this. Thank you for allowing the opportunity to hear the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. And I want you to be the kind of person that expects from God. Don't put an expectation on anybody else because we all fail. We all fail. But you can put your expectation and trust in God. James 1 verse 6 warns us about that. It says, you know, that, uh, let me start here. It says, but when you ask him, So when you're talking to Jesus, you know, from this day forward, you're having conversation with God, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with a divided loyalty is an unsettled, is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. There's some of us, we've been so blown and tossed by every wind, by everything, different things happening around us, and we're being blown, we're being tossed. We're allowing fear, intimidation, worry, dread, all disappointments. We're allowing these things to toss us and blow us and cause us not to remain focused on God alone. And God is telling us tonight, when you talk to him, be sure that your faith is in him alone. Nothing else. Don't have a divided loyalty. Don't be like a wave that's being tossed and thrown and and, and all these different things. God wants to encourage us and remind us that we're protected. We're protected. There's a security in God. We have a security in God. And I want you to receive that tonight. Tell God, thank you. I'm secure in you. I have a security in God. It's not about like this false teaching that says you name it, you claim it, now you have it. That's not what this is about. Because when we're asking God, The Bible tells us that, you know, we can ask whatever, you know, we can ask anything in his name and he will do it. That's not a naming and claiming it. That's a submission to what God's will is in our lives. As we're asking for the petition, what we're bringing before him, these things that we're asking him about, that we're we're asking for his help about, that we're asking for his direction for, that we're asking him to show us what to do about, It's not, I'm going to name it and claim it. No, I'm going to receive all that God has for me, even as I'm asking him uh, regarding these things. I'm going to let what God has for me overrule everything else because God has my best at heart. God has the best intentions for us. Can you receive that tonight? Say, God, I receive that. I receive that you have the best intentions for me. That even if I'm asking something of you, Lord, that might hurt me. It may hurt me. And I might not see that right now, even as I'm asking you about it. God, I'm going to trust you that if you say no, or you don't allow it to happen, that that's your protection for me. Because you know what's best for me. You are are intending things for my good. You're not intending things to harm me or hurt me or disappoint me. So help us, God, to acknowledge if we have unbelief. All in is so genuine before God that we're able to tell God, I have a lack of faith right now. I have a lack of faith about this. Can you help me, Lord? Can you help me, Lord? The Bible goes on to tell us, I'm going to read now from James 1, verses 5 to 7. It says, if you need wisdom, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. You need wisdom, you need direction, you need clarity ask God. He's gonna give it to you. He's not, He He will not rebuke you, rebuke you. The Bible says He will not rebuke you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He will not rebuke you for asking for this. But when you ask Him, be sure, what? That your faith is in God alone. I'm repeating this part. Don't waver for a person who with divided loyalty is what? Unsettled as a wave of the sea is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So when is the only time that God is making it clear that you will not receive something from Him? What, what is He saying here? We will not receive from Him When we're allowing ourselves to be blown and tossed by all these other things, these people, these places, this influence on us, these other things, Things that are are, are causing us to, to, to wonder, should is this God? Is this not God? Should I do that? They do that. Should I do that? Should I follow the crowd? Should I do what God is saying? If you're asking God, who generously will help you and give you clear direction, that's what he's saying. He's not gonna rebuke you for asking for that. But you will not expect an answer if you're allowing yourself to be blown and tossed. This is a very important part to understand as a believer. And maybe some of you have wondered, why am I not getting an answer? Maybe that is part of what's been happening. You've allowed yourself to be blown and tossed and not understand that with that said, you've not been really all in with God. And perhaps tonight, you have to tell him, my faith has not been fully in in you, Lord. My faith has been in you and everything else. So am I really having a full intention to follow Jesus like that? No. What, What is important? That we pray for what? Wisdom. Wisdom. You can pray for wisdom. You can pray for provision. You can even ask God for his blessings upon your life. You can ask him for direction. And guess what? He will answer you. His way. His way. Remember, he says, I know the plans I have for you. Stay in your lane. What is it that God is calling you to do? Be all in. He will cancel prayers that are filled with doubt. It cancels cancels the prayers out. It cancels the prayer out. So if you have a need right now, I'm gonna encourage you right now, take a moment right now, and tell God, touch my body, if it's your body. Touch my family member. Touch my child, my children. Touch my marriage. Touch my job. Touch my finances. God, touch my home. You tell him what it is. And don't doubt because the doubt is what will cancel that prayer right now. And you are surrounded by a host of angels that are right now around you and other believers that we're praying for one another. We're believing God for each other. Let's do that. Let's believe for one another that God will answer prayers. The other important thing is about being all in is to remember that we are to pray always. The Bible tells us pray always. And that is in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. That is one of my absolute favorite pray, um, Bible verses. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, never stop praying. Another way of saying it, pray always. (laughs) Pray unceasingly. But some of you may say, but I got to work, I got to cook, I got to go to the store, I got to drive, I got to go somewhere. Yes. But this attitude of praying is not just a formality where you're just, I have to go only in my prayer closet, and that's my only time of prayer with God. Praying always in all things at all times is very important for every believer because it teaches you to have this constant communication with God. So remember, it's that talking with God. I need your wisdom right now. God, maybe you didn't want me to go to this store today. Maybe I was supposed to go to that store. And and somehow you end up somewhere else, and God strategically wanted you there because there was someone there that he wanted you to speak to. Oh, there was a blessing waiting for you there. God knows. So that's why it's important to communicate with God at all times. Maybe, you know, I've heard it even where someone shared. They were praying, they got a job offer, and God said no. God said no, even though the door opened and it looked like the right door. But that person was so in tune and open to what God's will was because they were taking time with God that they waited on God and said, God, even though this door opened, if this wasn't what you want from me, I don't want to go through this door, even though it looks wonderful. And God actually showed that person that that was not his will. And that person was able to move aside from that. And God spared that person from making a major decision and a major move that could have ended up hurting them because later on, that the, the, the pandemic happened and everything. And that person realized that that job, when they researched it, was no more. And so God takes care of every single one of us. So what? Never stop praying. Some of us think never stop praying means I'm gonna only pray about the very thing that um, is the most important thing. No, prayer is talking to God about every single thing that concerns you. That everything that's concerning you, and remember what I also mentioned earlier, praying about others as well, whether it's leadership, other people that you have, you are around in your workplace, at school, in your family, at, at whenever you're going out somewhere, you're traveling somewhere, wherever it is, prayer is a part of every believer's life. Some of us are not persistent in our prayers because we feel like it's been too long and Father wants us to be reminded that all in is this constant act and the will of our heart being bent toward God, that God let your will be done, not mine. Matthew 7, 7 says, Keep on asking and you what? Will receive. What you ask for, keep on seeking and you will what? You will find, keep on knocking, and what? The door will be open, Matthew 7, 7. I'm going to say that again, because some of us are so tired and weary in prayer, and God is saying, stay all in in it. Don't throw aside your faith, your confidence, your hope. Trust me, I am right there as well. I am Lord I'm going to be all in, and I'm not going to stop praying, and I'm not going to stop pushing until I see an answer. Amen? Praying constantly is an act of our will. I'm going to keep saying that. It's an act of our willingness. It's an act of us saying, Father, I trust your will and plan for my life. And God, help me to have faith. Mark nine twenty four. That I will not be overcome by unbelief. With as much faith, Mark nine twenty four says, "With as much faith as you can muster, bring your need to Jesus." I love uh, the the pra- I'm sorry. The, the prayer says, "I do believe." When Jesus asked him, "I do believe," but help me overcome what my unbelief. If that's you, tell God right now, help me. With any part of me that I've I allowed to have an unbelief that you can do it. I surrender that, Lord, right now. I surrender my unbelief, Lord. So, 2 Kings 20 verse 5 says, This is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer, I've seen your tears, and I will heal you. Who's that for tonight? Who's that for? Who's that for right now? God is telling us, I've seen your tears. I've heard your prayer. I will heal you. Will you receive that? And if there's any unbelief, tell him, God, forgive me right now. Tell him, forgive me for my unbelief. I receive my healing. I receive all that you're going to do for me. And I receive, God, that it's going to be your will. It's going to be your way. And you're going to be glorified and you're going to give me the strength through this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Another point I want to make here is God is not calling us to be conceited. God's calling us to be convinced it's really important you get that because sometimes pride can enter the heart and when we get when we become prideful we become we can become very ugly and it can actually not cause us to remain all in without even realizing it so right now Ask God to take out any part of you where you've been too prideful. Pride has gone in the way. That part has to be surrendered to the Lord as well. God, I surrender this area of pride. I have not given this to you, Lord. And I've not wanted to give this to you, but I'm going to give you this area of pride right now. It's become a hindrance. Lay aside that pride right now. Humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God in the name of Jesus. Remember, He's called us each to be convinced. Romans 8.38 and then I'm going to read 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. Romans 8, 20, 8, 38 and 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. And I am convinced can you say that to the lord i'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from god's love neither death nor life some of you may be feeling like i've been facing death it's come close to death but god's saying even that can't separate you from his love nor life neither the angels nor demons neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. I pray right now you receive that. Father, make your people convinced. Every every believer, even the ones that, that during this conference, they've asked you to come into their heart, They've surrendered their life to you. God, cause them right now to be convinced, Lord. I am convinced, Lord. I'm convinced nothing can separate me from you, Lord. Tell God, I am convinced, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 1 verse 12 says, That is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame. God, cause your people right now to know they don't have to feel ashamed of the suffering that they've walked through, Lord. Encourage them right now. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know this is a part of being convinced. Because I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. I pray that as you are all in, that you are all convinced in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So what are some of the main points here as we get ready to, to wrap up this beautiful time together for our all-in conference? Um, so much has been said, so much that has been already uh, transpired here. What are some of the main points here? Uh, first, God is calling us to genuinely worship Him, to show a a a... A true heart of worship to God to not have a heart that's divided in worshiping him and other things worship him alone thank him for the other things but don't let those other things outweigh or become bigger than who he is because he is bigger than those things So make sure you're magnifying the correct thing. And who's that? God alone. Because He alone deserves the glory and honor and praise. He really does. He alone. Those things come and go. How many of us have the same car that maybe we've driven for over 10 years? How many of us, you know, maybe some of you do, but I'm saying. How many of you have maybe the same shoes? Maybe some of you do, but they're worn out. These things get worn out. God doesn't. God remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. So worship God without limits, with all your heart. Show genuine affection. Second thing I want to say about being all in. Show genuine affection. Love for one another without strings attached. Romans 12.10 Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. So we must love with all our hearts. First, the Lord. Again, don't get things out of order. Don't, don't show genuine love and affection to someone else more than you're showing that love and, affect, love and affection to God. He alone deserves that love, our love and our genuine affection first. And as you learn from his love, you have that ability to love others out of a pure heart. And so being fully committed to finishing things, you start. It's another important part about being all in. If I'm walking with God with an all-in heart, I'm going to become someone who's fully committed to things. I'm not going to be called this wishy-washy person who sometimes I feel like doing it and sometimes I don't. Or they don't deserve me to do it, so that's why I don't. If God has called you to do something, do it well and do it with all your heart. Whatever that is, maybe that's taking care of a child, maybe that's uh, at work, maybe that's being a teacher, a nurse, a doctor, whatever it is that you find yourself doing, work at it fully with all your heart. Finish things you start. Don't be someone who starts something or promises something and you never get it done. There's something about keeping our word. you know. Most of us are like, oh, you know, God, God says something, but he doesn't do it. Yes, he does. God keeps his word. What God says he does. Remember his will, his plans, his way, what he says he does. And when we submit ourselves to his will, his will is ultimately, that is what's going to happen. God has the final say in our lives. But there's something about that he's requiring of us that we be people that finish things we start. That we be people that keep our word. That that we understand that if we've made a promise to do something, then we don't just quickly back out because we don't feel like it. Too many of us do things out of that. Feeling. What do I feel today? If I don't feel it today, I'm just not going to do it. That is not someone who's all in with God because that our love and affection and following God is not out of feelings, but it's out of faith. It's out of a pure heart of faith. And again, remember when we talked about standing firm, Ephesians 6, 13, and 14. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that the, when the day of evil comes, which unfortunately, there have been days of evil and there may be more days of evil ahead. And so what is God telling each of us? Stand firm in our faith. Stand. All in, I'm going to Stand. And after doing everything, I'm going to, I'm going to stand. Even sometimes if I have to stand alone, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. I'm going to remain in the Lord. Standing means I'm remaining in the Lord. I'm standing on Christ, the solid ground or everything else is sinking sand. Also, what in God's hands, all in means I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change. I don't become pliable and change around other people and let them change me because I want to please them. No. Change is is our ability and willingness to change in God's hands makes a very big difference. So being all in is saying, God, you are the potter, I'm the clay, do your work in me. And 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 whatever it is you got to change in me. Here I am, okay. Um, stay awake and alert. Don't put the guard down. That's what we talked about with First Peter five eight. Stay alert. Why? Because the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. I also want you to remember: receive from the Lord. Psalm 103, verse 5, he fills my life with good things. God wants us to be reminded that following him, being all in, I can receive all the good things that God promised me. 1 Thessalonians five 17, we're reminded with being all in, is to pray always at all times, in everything to pray. Pray about it. Don't just talk about it. Pray about it. Go to God and pray about it. And let him lead you and guide you. He wants to reassure us. He wants to give us the desires of our heart. But that comes with us surrendering and laying down our will and saying, God, let your will be done. And what's the last thing I want to say here? And with all in, God, Continue to remind us to be convinced. I am convinced, as Romans 8, 38 tells us, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Nothing can separate you and I from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries for about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can ever separate us from God's love. God does not give up on us. God does not turn his back on us. Nothing can separate us from God's love. We are the ones who, who go for, can go far away from God. It's a decision that we make. He does not leave us. does not abandon us and he's reminding us tonight nothing can separate any of us from his love amen so as we close here in prayer with this wonderful time and uh, together here with this conference and being all in and there's so much more that we can say about being all in and this is the thing about i want to hear from you What? Does all in mean to you? It has meant so much to me to know that you all are here. You're you're here from all different countries, from from uh, from the states here, and 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 you know even here Central Florida. I just I want you to know us being together like this and receiving from the Lord. God has so much for each of us. And as tonight you were challenged, maybe some of you were corrected in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Maybe some of you were challenged, and maybe some of you have been very convicted. This is your time, as as you know, um, you've had with God, and, and I want you to continue with God. Let God have that first and most important place in your life. Be all in with God. Surrender all to him, get things right, humble yourself, and never stop praying. I want to pray with you. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you so much for every life, every person that's tuned in, and any person that's going to watch this, God, even after it airs. I'm asking you, Father God, that you would be with every single person that is under the sound of my voice, Lord, that has heard all that has taken pl- place in this conference. And anything, God, that God that has really touched them and encouraged them, that that has caused them to come to you, God, I pray that they would that they will be reminded how much they're loved. How much you're on their side. How much you're fighting for them. How much you want to do for them. And God, I pray that as there's some of them that they have to surrender things. There's things that they're they're holding on to too tight. And even now, they have to give it to you, God. They have to give you each of these things. So God, please help them. Help them tonight to surrender all. To give it all to Jesus. And not pick it back up but to give it all, surrender all, and to remain all in with you, Jesus, following you one step at a time and knowing that you're with them and that, God, you're going to lead them and guide them in the ways they need to go. And I thank you for divine protection. I thank you for God fighting every battle. And I thank you, God, for providing for them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We're going to hear great testimonies of all that you do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just worship God with me? Can you just give him a praise and worship and thank him? Hallelujah. For God is good. And he's greatly to be praised. Amen. So worship God with us. Thank him. And You know, I want to thank every single one of you for being here tonight Make sure you let me hear from you. I want to thank my staff here I want to thank Monique and and Katie for that time that we had together and each of you that shared what all it means and and I look forward to hearing those of you that joined us during this conference please let me hear how God has touched your life and what he's done in your life. Those of you, you accepted Jesus Christ for the first time. I would love to also hear from you. I look forward to all the miracles, signs, and wonders that God is doing in each of your life. Because as we pray, we're not doubting. We believe God. Amen? We are all in, and we're going to keep on praying and believing God thank you again. God bless you. And remember to stand out and shine for Jesus Christ. Give him praise. Hallelujah. I love you.
0: As we have discussed throughout our event, our longing and desire can only be filled by God. He is our all in all, and we must choose to be all in. As in Psalms 145 verse 18 says, the Lord is near to all who call on him, all who call out to him in truth. Call out to him
1: today and be all in. Thank you so much for joining Resplendency's Women's Conference All In 2022. We wanna give a special thank you to our guest speakers, Katie Parker and Monique Sade. We also want to give a special thank you to the guest speakers who wrote in what all in means to them, including Andrina Sawyer, Damaris Elaine, Joni Taylor, and Josie Reyes. Thank you so much. We also want to thank all of you for watching today and joining us as we discussed what all in truly means if this conference has impacted you and you'd like to reach out to us and let us know what all in means to you please email us at contact at again that's contact at resplendency.com we also encourage you to like this video write a comment share this video on your social media platforms or with friends and family as well as subscribe to our channel to keep updated with all of what's happening at Resplendency. You can follow us on our social media as well, at Resplendency Inc. If you would like to, you can donate today with the information on your screen. Thank you again for joining us. Have a blessed day.